Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from Trinity United Methodist Church of Loveland, Colorado. We are located at 801 North Cleveland Avenue and worship every Sunday at 10 a.m. We'd love to have you join us in person. For additional information, please go to our website, www.tumc-loveland.org. Now, may you be blessed and inspired by the Holy Spirit as you hear this word. For the reading of the scripture today, we now pray. Gracious God, let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's passage is from Genesis 1, 26 through 27. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals of the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And from Romans 12, 5 through 9. So it is with Christ's body, we are many parts of one body. We all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for, di- for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is to serve others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it gives, if it is given, give generously. If God has given you leadership abilities, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong and hold tightly to what is good. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, we've heard Price, Pastor Bryson over the last few weeks speaking of technology, master or slave, and I've been reflecting on that a lot. Have you? How much are you really plugged into the phone instead of what you should be plugged into? What is it that, that you need to be doing in the morning, trolling through the phone? What do you need to be doing in the afternoon? Do you need to be having dinner with your family, watching your favorite program? Or are you playing your favorite game for minutes, tens of minutes, half hours, hours on end? I know we all want to do what's right. We want to read a bit of scripture, do some journaling, call and check on that friend that's been going through a really rough spot in life. We want to cook a really nice meal, eat at the table with the family and friends, and say grace. 
get some exercise in, you know, volunteer at the food bank. We know we should be physically talking to our families, taking a walk, reflecting on God's great work, playing a game that really interacts with each other. We are all human. You're trying. You're doing better. Give yourself some grace. You're not going to get it right the first time or maybe even the second time. But give yourself some grace and keep trying. Did you set some goals up for this year? Maybe you didn't because you're just too overloaded. Have you been stumbling at work? The load there does seem to be very large for some of us. I hear the teachers, the medical workers, warehouse workers, office workers, police and the fire, the maintenance people, even the retired people who are trying so much to help their children and their grandchildren. There's not enough of us to do all that needs to be done. We can't get it all done in one day. We try and we cannot. Lord, help us, hear us. I hear parents and grandparents, singles, young adults, who are so overloaded. We're trying to work to make enough money and there never seems to be enough time for ourselves, our family, and our Lord. Lord, help us, give us, give us some grace. Give yourself some grace. What? Give yourself some grace. You can't do it all. Pass some of it up to the Lord. Place yourself in Jesus' hands. Lord, please help me. Fill me with your grace, your peace, your love. So what is grace? I say, Lord, please give me some grace. You say grace before a meal. grace. So just the other day, I was walking down the path and I found myself saying to a family that I passed by, grace be with you. What is this grace? Are there different kinds of grace? Different stages of grace? Different definitions of grace? The United Methodist tradition defines grace into three types. Provenient grace, justifying grace, and sanctifying grace. So let's look at those. What is provenient grace? Provenient grace is the grace that we were born with. God first loved us. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish in the sea, over the birds in the air, over the cattle, over all the wild animals on the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps over the earth. So God created humankind in his image. Then male and female, he created them. And God 
bless them. God created all of us in his image. And with that creation, God's love and grace surrounds us. Christ died on the cross for us. Jesus said in Mark 10, 14, let the little children come to me, for it is such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. That is previent grace. We're born with it. We all have it all around us, even if we don't know God. He loves us and he gives us this grace, even if we don't know or realize it. That is previent grace. Now let's go on to justifying grace. Justifying grace is the grace that we receive after we know God and we repent. It's through our faith in the Lord and our acceptance of the crucified Christ that we receive this grace. We receive this grace when we're baptized and Holy Communion. This grace comes to us when we ask for forgiveness. The sacraments, a holy baptism and Holy Communion provide the physical elements, the water, the bread, the grape juice or wine, and community, the fellowship, to aid us in understanding and accepting that grace. We ask for this grace. Scripture in Galatians 3, 27 to 28, as many of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ, there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. A baptism brings us into Christ's whole church. Not only one denomination, but it unites us as Christians. Christ died on the cross to give us all this grace. A baptism is an act of gratitude on what God's grace has accomplished. It's also a look into the future, to what God is yet to accomplish. Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 6.11 And that is what some of you used to be, but you were washed you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of our God. So, sanctifying grace. Sanctifying grace is the grace that God bestows upon us as we continue to grow in our understanding of how to share God's grace with others. Paul explains it in Romans 15, 16 to 18. To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, he gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might be offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul is not bragging on himself here. He is showing us 
what Christ is accomplishing through him. This is sanctifying grace. Sanctified by the Holy Spirit. As we grow our faith and our love of God, he helps us be able to share and extend that grace to those around us. Let me, let me explain a little more. In Romans 12, 5 to 6, the NRSV, as Renee read, states, So we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are a member of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. The NIV Bible goes on to explain it a little easier this next section. It says, if your gift is prophesizing, then prophecy and according to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraging, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is leading, do so diligently. And if it is to show mercy, do so cheerfully. Keep doing God's good work. Keep receiving Holy Communion. That builds your grace. Now let's like... Let's reflect back upon our intentions again, being master and not servant to technology, trying to save time for our Lord, our families, ourselves, and the planet we live on. We stumble, we slide off the path now and then. Yes, of course we will, we're human. Give yourself some grace. As we travel through our Christian journey, our sanctifying grace is ever-evolving. It undergoes waxing and waning on our Christian journey. The more we understand God's unconditional love, the more we understand the grace bestowed upon us. And the better we love ourselves as well as those around us. Have you stopped lately? Just pause once or twice in your busy, hectic day. And put the phone down. Take the back road home. Take a deep breath and quiet your mind and open your heart and just let God's grace fill you. Oh Lord, open our hearts, our souls, and pour your grace into us. Close your eyes, palms up, fill us to overflowing, so full that we overflow, so full that your grace pours out of us into those around you. Lord, help us be your vessel, your tool, your salvation to those around us. Show them your grace. Let them feel your grace so that they too can know peace, and they can rest, calm their fears, and feel your love. Grace be with you all. Amen. Thanks.